Welcome to Cafe Radio, a collaboration between the Office of Cable Television, Film, Music, and Entertainment, the Congressional Award Foundation, and Elliott Hine Middle School in Washington, D.C. This podcast, featuring eighth grade students from Elliott Hine Middle School Media Program, is intended to help guide D.C. students through the opportunities the Congressional Award Program offers and provide information on how to explore the Congressional Award Program's pathways to career goals. And now, here's your host, Dr. Martez Hammonds. Grand day, everyone. Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Martez Hammonds, Chief Diversity Officer at Purdue University, Fort Wayne, and a Congressional Award Advisor. I'm also serving as one of your co-hosts today. And we are co-hosts. I am Avery Gamble. And I'm Will Whedon. And we're students at Elliott Hine Middle School in Washington, D.C. Speaking of Elliott Hine Middle School in Washington, D.C., how are you doing, Will and Avery? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Same for me. I'm doing fine. All right. And so the school is coming to a close uh, this year. And uh, how's it? How's that happening for you? Um, well, actually, I feel excited because school has been very stressful, hard. It's very hard on virtual compared to being in person. Absolutely. Yeah, virtual can be a little bit hard. What about for you, Will? It's been pretty stressful, but we're at the end, so I'm pretty excited. Yes, we're at the end. And speaking of being at the end, today we are talking about something that's a huge part of being a success in whatever you choose to pursue, whether it's, you know, success in middle school, success in high school, success in your career. So our topic today is keeping your eyes on the prize with our guest today, which is Miss Nicole Brown, if you will. Ms. Brown grew up in Alabama with dreams of working in entertainment and has not achieved those goals, but has also established herself as a key driver for the Grammy Awards, where she has founded instrumental programs aimed at educating young musicians and providing professional development. She graduated from Agnes Scott College, a woman's college that encourages women to think deeply and engage in the intellectual and social challenges facing them today. Ms. Brown is determined to climb mountains professionally with her work and personally through volunteerism by empowering young women to use their voices and pursue unthinkable endeavors. An adventurer at heart with deep passion for travel, hiking, and exploring, Ms. Brown has set powerful examples for women she aspires when she climbed Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania. Ms. Brown, we can't say anything but thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, you know what? Let's just deep dive right now. So you, (laughs) listen, you have an awesome career path, most definitely. But we have to take a second. We have to pause and really reflect on the fact that my co-host just introduced you as a person who has climbed Mount who? Kilimanjaro. <laughs> no way. No way. You have yeah. a little bit more about your experience and, and just how. And what, oh, what? my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I think it's been about, it'll be, I think, eight years in July, but I got the opportunity to do it through Girl Track, which is a nonprofit that I volunteer with. And they're actually based in DC. They're the largest uh, nonprofit that advocates for Black women's health in the nation. And so eight years ago, they put out a call and they were like, we want to find 10 Black women to document a year-long journey and you know, help them get to the end of that goal. And so for me, 
I really wanted to continue pursuing hiking. And so I said, what better way to do that than climb Mount Kilimanjaro, which is the highest peak on the continent of Africa. (laughs) So I set out and trained for a year and, and I summited in July. Wow. Talking about achieving and reaching goals. Look at there. Yeah. What do you think about that, Will? <laughs> um, I think that's really cool. That's pretty cool. Jumping into the next question, you want to tell us about your congressional award journey, how you got involved with them, and what are some of the activities that you completed to earn your congressional award? Yeah. So I started my congressional award journey after I left college. And I was really trying to figure out my way, didn't know what I wanted my career path to be. And so I started looking at different programs just to join and get more experience. And that's when I came across uh, AmeriCorps and C. And I remember applying for the position um, to be a, a core member and getting the call that, you know, I've been selected. And as a part of that, be enrolled in the Congressional Award program. So I was placed on the Colorado campus and flew from my home in Atlanta, where it was not old as Colorado, <laughs> and decided to you know start my journey there. It was a 10-month program that took me all throughout the southwestern part of the U.S. And for part of our program, we had to set on our own physical fitness goals, our um, volunteering outside of the projects that we were assigned for our service projects. And it was definitely um, an experience that I learned a lot about myself. I pushed myself physically to hit those goals. I was not a runner prior to being in the program, but they were like, you're going to learn how to run a mile today. <laughs> Keep doing it over and over until you get better. (laughs) So I I also discovered my love of hiking through that program. Being in Colorado, what better place to experience the first time than in the Rocky Mountains. And so we did a lot of that as team building activities and our service projects to Louisiana, Texas, and and Colorado. And yeah, it it was an amazing experience. And we got to meet a lot of amazing people along the way. Ms. Brown, can you please tell us who or what inspired you to join the music industry? That's a great question. So I'll be honest with you. My goal when I moved to California was not to work within the music industry. (laughs) I was actually more interested in TV and film. I was like, man, it's so cool. I really want to do that. I was younger. I'd always like recorded things and edited videos. And so that was the path that I wanted to initially take. But once the door opened for me to have the opportunity to work with them music, I definitely took it. It still was something that resonated with me growing up in the South. Marching band culture is a huge culture. And that was something that I did while I was in high school. And I had the opportunity to have like a very full circle moment once I stepped into the music industry working for um, the Recording Academy at the Grammy Awards by meeting a member who I'd actually crossed paths with in high school, not knowing that he was who he was. And so in high school, we had the opportunity to film in the, the movie Drumline and they used our band, our uniforms and things like that. Little did I know, like years later, I was behind coordinating the music film (laughs) in the boardroom during uh, my first few months of working within the industry. And so that was kind of a full circle moment that also just felt like I was on the right path with where I needed to be. So 
that's my, that's kind of my secret. I didn't really move here to work in film and TV, but <laughs> I mean, to work in music, but it, you know, it wound up working out for me and, uh, and I'm happy that I did it. So we all know about the Grammy Awards, but uh, can you tell us what other programs the Recording Academy does and what do you do there? Yeah, absolutely. So my job, I, I work with the Los Angeles chapter of the Recording Academy. There are 12 different chapters nationwide, with the Los Angeles chapter in Santa Monica being um, the largest. And so my role within that team is to really manage the professional development for college students in that area. And we have that through our Grammy U program. And so within that program, we do a lot of different events that just educate students about different jobs they can pursue within the industry that most don't know about um, outside of, you know, the creative side yeah. of an artist or, you know, writing and producing and things like that. But there are a lot of different jobs out there within, uh, within the music industry. And so that's one of my primary roles at the at the chapter to really reach out to students in that market to let them know about what they can what they can do and what they can pursue all right so miss nicole if you will uh did your participation so we know that you were part of americorps and for all of you Mm -hmm. out there that's listening americorps is one of the congressional war partnering organizations or agencies uh we work really well with these organizations such as americorps Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts of America, all of those good organizations that are doing some of this work already, right? And so uh, we know that with your work and participation with the Congressional Award and AmeriCorps, uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, how the, you know, some of the skills, some of the skills that you learned and any of those skills that you learned from both of those opportunities, um, have you taken those into your career? Yeah, absolutely. So... I was in a position when I started working at the the Recording Academy that I I had a boss who at the time, even though I didn't have direct music industry experience, she could see how my skills were transferable. And one of the things that, especially for the department that that I work in, which is membership and industry relations, one of the biggest skills that you have to have in that sort of realm is being able to talk to people from all different types of backgrounds. Um, yeah, that's a very big, um, skill that, that you, you know, to have that I feel I honed in some of the programs that I did with AmeriCorps. So I spoke earlier about the AmeriCorps NCCC program that I did when I was based in Colorado, but I actually did AmeriCorps VISTA to bring me to California. And while in that role, I was working for, um, a homeless shelter called Harbor Interface Services that had us interacting with a lot of different clients and people who are using our services to help them get out of out of uh, homelessness and make sure that they can get back on their feet. And being able to speak with, you know, the different families and interacting with the public and spreading knowledge about what we do is something that I definitely carried over into, you know, my my current role and being able to go out and advocate for musicians and also, you know, present about, you know, the different programs that we have to the students that we were talking about earlier within the Grammy U program. I'm happy that she was able to recognize that those were transferable without, you know, me having to have, you know, that necessary skill set of being in uh, music prior to coming to the organization. 
Absolutely. And before my colleague, my co-host, a co-host will ask you uh, our next question. Um, can you speak a little bit about, okay, so you're in Ameri AmeriCorps and you were in two type of AmeriCorps, right? So it was like the NCCC or something of that nature, mm -hmm. and then also VISTA. Um, so with the added, talk to me a little bit more about how the Congressional Award was kind of like a motivating factor, because not only were you getting accolades and recognition from those two entities, but this program also gave you some accolade uh, and recognition. So tell me a little bit more about that in reference to the Congressional Award. Right, right. So I am a bronze Congressional Award winner. Yes. So during the, the time that I spent in AmeriCorps and C, we had very specific goals that we needed to hit in terms of physical fitness and volunteering and uh, things like that. Personal goal setting that we have for ourselves that we track throughout the 10 months that we were in the program. Um, and I really enjoyed one, the physical fitness part that we you know, spoke about earlier, just really pushing myself and figuring out, you know, what is it that I enjoy doing in that program? I was also exposed to Ultimate Frisbee for the first time. <laughs> I had never played that before. So I was like, oh, that's a fun way to do PT. But I also had the opportunity in different cities that we traveled to um, to learn about other organizations that I previously had not had the, uh, the chance to volunteer at. So like Ronald McDonald House. Um, I think we did work with also like Greenworks, Denver, and and things like that. So being able to just have like a wide experience of service projects to be exposed to that focused on environmentalism, that focused on rebuilding homes in New Orleans after um, Hurricane Katrina, those are things that help me shape, you know, my, my view of the world also and being able to see, you know, what impacts different communities without uh, throughout the U.S., more specifically the southwestern part of the U.S. since that's where we were uh, focused on. Miss um, Brown, can you tell our listeners what steps young people should take who want to pursue careers in music in the like in the musical industry? Yeah, you know, one of the things that I have learned, uh, even just being in this job, being able to speak with a lot of different artists, managers, people from all different backgrounds that work within music, is to one your network of students that are around you are going to be some of the greatest assets that you have when you grow throughout your career. So what I mean by that is oftentimes when you go into different panels or different rooms, the inclination is to go to the person who has like the biggest title and make sure you get in front of them. You want to know like what they do and connect with them. And that's important as well. But the people who are in the room with you are going to be just as valuable. So I would say being very targeted and and making sure you build those genuine connections. So if you are someone who's more on the creative side, working with each other to you know work on different projects and and all of that, that's how you're going to get that practice to become better at your craft. Those who are more interested on the business side, you know, have having those. Those connections as you go through your career, me being there at the academy for over 10 years now, I've definitely been able to see students who have come through the program that have like gone on to do amazing things based on the connections they made when they were students in college. So that would be one of the takeaways that I would give is to 
also pay attention to the other people who are in the room with you that are also trying to make it <laughs> because those connections are just as valuable. Yeah. Social media has been a huge driver for people in the music business. What advice do you give the young adults who utilize their social media accounts? That's another good question. It's like every few months, something new is popping up. <laughs> so I, I would say for social media, um, I think one of the things you have to know is you have to know your audience on each platform. So if you're someone who's trying to promote your music and all of that stuff, then using social media is obviously an amazing tool for you to have. Also know how to engage with people on different platforms. So what you do on Instagram may not be the same strategy that you use on TikTok. If you're someone who is an artist, you also like gaming, then going into Twitch is something that's going to be a whole different type of interaction than what you would have with someone who may be following you for just your music. And that way you can tap into different audiences of people who may not have known you initially for, you know, what you do, you know, with your music or whatnot. They may be like, oh, I saw this person on Twitch. They were cool. Now I'm going to go check out their music. <laughs> yeah. so, like Different ways that you can really utilize it to you know, help grow your your audience, but just knowing that you can't post the same thing across all the platforms and think that you'll get the same type of engagement. So just being very intentional about knowing your audience on every platform and how you want to engage with them. Yes, knowing your audience on every platform and how you want to engage with them, folks. And we are talking to you, D.C. students, young people that are listening to us here at Cafe Radio. Uh, and we're just talking about the Congressional Award and, and with Miss Nicole Brown and her experiences. And so as a Congressional Award bronze medalist, um, you know the importance of goal setting. And all that you've done in life, you know the importance of goal setting, similar to the Congressional Award, right? So how would you sum up in one word all of your experiences? Ooh. <laughs> That's a good one, too. <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, I would say enlightening would be the word that I would use. Enlightening. And I picked that word because I look at that that time in my life when I was doing these programs as a big source of my personal growth. So it, it kickstarted the wanting to learn hike, uh, how to be a better hiker and continuing that hiking journey in California all the way to, you know, Tanzania. It also exposed me to, you know, a lot of different communities that I may not have had. I may not have had the opportunity to necessarily go to or may not have gone to on my own, um, I laugh all the time when when people ask me about how I felt when I got accepted into the program. And I remember during my interview asking for them to not send me somewhere cold when they asked me, afraid of anything and joining. Please <laughs> will send me somewhere cold. And they sent me to Colorado. <laughs> so it's it still worked out. You know, I was possibly never have gone to Colorado on my own if I hadn't gotten that opportunities. I would say enlightening would be the word that I that I would definitely use to kind of summarize my my experience. Enlightening. You know what? I think I mean I think that's an amazing word to use, right? Uh, especially when we're talking about all these experiences and the congressional award. Miss um, Brown, can you tell us about other jobs relating to the music business? Um, if you're not producing or writing, what other jobs are there? Yeah, there are so many jobs within the industry that 
that you can be a part of, uh, especially on the music business side. So you look at a, an artist, if you're not interested in being, you know, on the creative side, there are so many people that support them to get them to where they, you know, where they are. You have managers, you have publicists, you have people who are on the marketing side that are, you know, helping advise on how to, you know, get music out there and do different campaigns. There's also music supervision. So people who are really interested and TV who want to work within that space of curating, you know, what songs and scores are played during your favorite TV shows and films. There's a whole world for that that then op opens up music licensing and music publishing and things like that. Music touches everything. That's, that's the beauty of the industry is that there's always going to be something, you know, pertaining to music in, in, in most industries that you, you know, are consuming and working with. So there's such a wide breadth of things that you can do. Like even in my role, I'm an operations manager. I had no idea that that was even something that existed within the music space, but you know, here we are and I've been doing it for over 10 years now and I absolutely love it. So yeah, there's just, there's a lot of, of great opportunities out there. And even if you look at the live music space as well, and looking at what it takes to put on a live show, which we're, you know, getting back to now after having been on hiatus for like a year, <laughs> uh, there are a lot of, you know, jobs pertaining to that as well. You have engineers, you have people who deal with the lighting and, and things like that. So, um, there's such a wide scope of jobs that are out there that I definitely encourage people to just kind of learn a little bit more about. Like if you love concerts, maybe learn more about what, what, what it takes to put on those shows and that could start your path. Absolutely. Over the years, you have made many accomplishments during your career. Which accomplishment has the most impact on your life and why? That's another really good one. So I'm actually going to, to tell you that it was something that was not career related for me. So going back to um, the summoning of Kilimanjaro, that whole entire process was a very transformative process for me because it also taught me at that point in my life that it's very important to have balance in your life between your career and also the things that just make you happy that you do as a hobby that are not tied to having to necessarily be productive, <laughs> right? Yeah. So that was one of the, that was one of the biggest, I think, takeaways for me from that experience is that, you know, I have multiple worlds that I can exist as Nicole in, and my career is one of them, but I also have the space of, I love to, you know, be outdoors. I love to also explore new different ways of, of, you know, exercising and fitness. And one of the things that I have in the last few years also picked up is really tapping into what my inner child, my young Nicole, <laughs> enjoyed doing. And I tell people now, I said, at one point as a child, I really wanted to like join the circus. <laughs> So now I do aerial classes similar to like Cirque du Soleil to learn like what it was like to be an acrobat and, and things like that. And so <laughs> having that balance has me show up at work and be, you know, a better person for, you know, what I want to do and, and things like that, because I have that, that balance of this is work and this is what I, you know, like to do in my Nicole time. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Now, I don't know about that, though. <laughs> you know, you, you got to come out and try. Listen, Ms. Brown, you had me at climbing the mountain, but now you're just taking it to a whole nother extreme. No, we're going to get you in the uh, class. We're going to try. So, All uh, we got Will and Avery, what are you doing for your balance? You know, school has been stressful. I heard you say that. So what are you all doing to help balance some of, like Ms. Brown said, what are you doing to help balance some of your time and to, yeah. you know, just keep that balance? I think for me, it's just trying to get out the house. I mean, we've been locked in for a year and a half. So getting oh, yes. out now that sports are back up, I've been doing that, playing baseball, um, bike, going on bike rides. So I think just trying to stay outside and um, oh, that's awesome. trying to, try, you know, not go back to how it was, but just trying to start it to incorporate some of those things back. What about you, Avery? Well, my way of keeping balance, I usually do it through music. Okay. Music is one of my greatest things to listen to. I usually like to listen to my lo-fi beats because they're very calming and productive and they help me keep mm -hmm. my head straight. Yes. Well, Avery, let me introduce you to somebody by the name of Nicole Brown. <laughs> here, as you know, in Cafe Radio, make the connections. And, and so right. right now, you know, soon you'll need internships. Soon you'll need letters of recommendation. And guess what? Look, hey, Nicole, meet Avery. Avery, meet Nicole. Absolutely. Will, Will, we should connect. <laughs> Hopefully, Will, you and I will just get some kind of tickets to the Grammy to watch. Oh, Avery my goodness. The thing, right? Go together. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Listen, folks, unfortunately, we have to wrap it up. And I just want to say on behalf of our uh, Cafe Radio and Will and Avery and myself, thank you so much, Ms. Brown, for being a guest on our show today. Thank you so much for having me. It was definitely a pleasure. And thank you for everyone for listening to Cafe Radio. I'm Will Whedon. And I'm Avery Gamble. And I'm Dr. Martez Hammonds. Have a great day. You've been listening to Cafe Radio, hosted by Dr. Martez Hammonds, Chief Diversity Officer at Purdue University in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Radio Cafe podcast is a collaboration between the Office of Cable Television, Film, Music, and Entertainment, the Congressional Award Foundation, and students from the Elliott Hine Middle School Media Program, facilitated by Mandrell Burks. For more information about the Congressional Award Foundation, visit congressionalaward.org.